Yo, what a deal, son. Ah, what's poppin'? Yo, it's your man, Dean Edwards. Yo, happy new year, happy 2018, and welcome to another episode, another another new year of the Fuller Bucket Protocol, man. We back, baby. And, uh, yo, I, I told y'all I'm gonna make sure to be more, um, more present, more in the moment in, in, in the new year. Last year, I was slacking. I definitely was slacking. Um, shout out to everybody that's been riding with me for the last, what, damn, three, three, four years now, man. It's, it's been an interesting riding journey. Um, and yo, man, I'm on the road right now in, in Denver, rocking out at the Improv. We have one show left, and, and so to start the new year off, I said I, I wanted, I was supposed to have two guests this week, but I only have one, but it's still a special, uh, special episode, because got my road book coming back. You, you've been on, this is like your third time now. I got my man Harris Stanton back in the building. Harris, what up, son? Hey, what's up, everybody? Yeah, yeah, and and I'm proud of Harris. Anyone that listens to the Father Michael Protocol knows that uh, this this is my road dog. This is my good friend. Um, I, I remember when Harris first moved to New York City. Uh, damn, it's, it's it's been what like nineteen years? Yeah, something like that. It's something like nineteen years, and he's been, you've been a comic for twenty years. But I'm really proud because Harris Harris has worked himself up. Like Harris is a headliner, you know. Um, Harris features for me. I'm fortunate enough to have a friend that's strong enough to to uh, open up the show or crack open the show or, or be an appetizer to myself being the uh, the main course on the show. But for anyone that's never seen Harris then doing that, Harris has a strong hour. And the reason I say all that is because um, he just dropped his album on iTunes, Naive Innocence. I sound like a proud papa. <laughs> he just dropped his album on, on iTunes, Naive Innocence, and... He hit number six on iTunes, man. Uh, who always on the list in, in the top top five with you? Five top like five. Bill tips. Burr, uh, Bill Cosby, some shit like that. Yeah, you Great. know. Yeah, man. So I mean, that's that's son. That's that's. How did that feel to have your joint up there with with cats that you obviously admire and and are inspired by and look up to? You know, not obviously the the Cosby allegations notwithstanding, but that's got to feel wonderful to. To look on iTunes, that's that's worldwide rating, and see your joint up there with with some greats. Yeah, man, it felt it felt real good. It felt it felt awesome. My penis got hard. <laughs> and then suddenly it feels like Joseph Vesey is sitting right here with us. <laughs> <laughs> now, now we're gonna walk walk y'all through the process um, of Harris getting on there. But before uh, before I go any further, his new album is Naive Innocence. Y'all make sure you go cop that right now on uh, on iTunes, Amazon, and Amazon. Uh, if you got Google an Amazon Play. Prime, Google Play, everything, all all platforms. Um, yes. Um, except for CD because no one makes actual hard copy CDs anymore. Right, right, right. right, right. <laughs> um, where can people find you? Social media, plug all your social media um, so they can on, reach out uh, to Facebook you. and Instagram at Harris Stanton. Comedy is pretty simple. Harris Stanton Comedy. Yeah. And Harris is, is spelled H-A-R-R-I-S Stanton, S-T-A-N-T-O-N. Harris Stanton. And for me, you know, for me, it's, uh, you know, all things at I am Dean Edwards. I am Dean Edwards because that's who I am. We're, we're, we've been rocking out. We did five shows this weekend uh, in Denver, which we'll talk about because it's been, <laughs> it's, it's been, it's been, uh, there have been some, some peaks and valleys. Um, but we we always we 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 dwell on the positive. Um, and this week, if if y'all uh, if anyone's in the New York City tri-state area, y'all make sure you come and check us out. We have five shows um, at Gotham Comedy Club MLK Weekend. That's Friday, January twelfth, and Saturday, uh, January thirteenth. Two shows Friday night, I think at like 8 and 10 p.m. And uh, three shows on uh, Saturday, 8, 10, and 11.45. So y'all make sure you come check us out there. And the following week, if you're in in western New York or central New York, um, that's that's Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse. We're at uh, the, the uh, comedy at the Carlson in Rochester, New York. Um, we will be there, I believe, the dates... 
that would be the 18th, 19th, and 20th of January. I don't know why I'm going off off the dome when I have a calendar sitting right in front of me. So if you're in the Rochester area, the uh, western New York or central area of uh, New York State, come check myself out with Harris um, at the Carl at the Carl. Is it the Carlson? Yeah, the yeah, Carlson. It's a new it's a new club up there in Rochester. And then uh, if you're in the Cleveland area next month, you can catch us. Um, at the Cleveland Improv, February 15th, 16th, 17th, and 18th. Um, and also, you can catch me at LOL, uh, Laugh Out Loud Comedy Club in San Antonio, Texas, February 8th, 9th, and 10th. That's all the dates out of the way. Um, we got new t-shirts coming, um, new new colors for the For the Muckin, uh, Funny For the Muckin t-shirts, or Cool For the Muckin t-shirts. And, um, and also, Artie Fuqua. Um, we'll be hosting the shows this weekend at Gotham Comedy Club. Artie's hosting, and um, and Artie also, I think he's going to come up to Rochester and do some Hopefully, guest spots. You speak with him? Hopefully, not. Nah, I haven't spoken with him. Artie was supposed to be here with us in um, in in Denver, y'all, but um, Artie Artie decided to fly out a day late, and that kind of uh, bit him in the booty because we we flew out here on Wednesday. Wednesday evening, Wednesday actually morning, because uh, Phil, one of the people, one of our friends, uh, manager from the um, from the Denver Improv, he had some tickets for us to go go see the um, the Denver Nuggets play uh, the Phoenix Suns. And yo, let me just tell you uh, that the Denver Nuggets, the what, the arena that they play in, I think that's the uh, what the Pepsi Center. Yeah. Yo, that that joint. I was in there. Was it wasn't that a beautiful? Yeah, yo, it was Absolutely. a it was a beautiful uh, arena, man. And as, as soon as we pulled up, I was like, I got I got a headline here. That's that's what I was saying. Now, Harris, you say you you're not you're not really pressed to to perform in in uh, an arena, no. arena like I like that. theaters though. Yeah, yeah. What what like what size theater? Like you know, three hundred seater, like twenty five hundred seater. Maybe twenty five hundred. Twenty five hundred yeah. seater. Yeah, I and there's and, a way there's a way to have a big uh, theater and a big venue. And the way you, uh, as architect, it can seem like a intimate setting, right, 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 as opposed to really big. Would you now? So because I think I think one of the problems when people do arenas, I'm saying it like so many people, but more and more people are doing arenas. From like we said, uh, Billy Burr, uh, Louis C.K., obviously Kev, um, Kevin Hart. Uh, Chris Rock, I think, just did Barclays. You know, Russell Peters. So you have you have more Amy Sh- uh, Schumer. People are now doing the arena gigs. Um, do you think that what takes away from them is that the stage is so far versus doing it doing it in the in the rounds? You know what I mean? Because because right. I, I think when people do say and in the for those that don't know, when you perform in the rounds, that's when the the stage is in the center of the venue and as a performer you then have to kind of continue turning so that people yeah, so no one's always behind you right I don't like that you don't like no I don't like nobody ever looking at my back when right. I'm performing <laughs> now Miles Davis did that and some people said that that's how brilliant he was that he could well, turn well music is different you can just listen yeah. to that but I might do a facial expression <laughs> with a joke they can't possibly all see it right right you raise unless back. I got many faces from Batman <laughs> He-Man <laughs> He man with the many faces. He said many faces. Remember that man, character? Many faces. Many faces. Did you have the toy? Yeah, yeah. And the toy, the toy, you would press a button and his head would change. His head was like a TV screen, and so you, like his face would be one face, and then you press a button and it switched to. I think it was like three different faces. Yeah, like three different faces. Yeah, three different faces on many faces. Uh, shout out to uh, He Man and the Masters of the Universe. Um, yeah, so we flew out on on Wednesday. And tell 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 them about the debacle that we ran into with, with the hotel situation. Oh, uh, you mean our hotel wasn't ready? Right. We didn't have a hotel room. Oh, we didn't have a hotel at all. Right, right, right. Hotel, we didn't have it all. So we had to go to the next best thing, which was under construction. <laughs> yeah. the, the hotel, normally we fly out. We come out on Wednesday, and the gig starts Thursday, so we have media, y'all. We usually will do media Thursday, Friday morning. So we landed um, early that day. We contacted the uh, manager of the club, and he was like, you know, y'all can stay at my house. We were like, yeah, I appreciate that, but we're supposed to have a hotel room. Then he checked with his manager who said, um, no, nah, I just have him covered for, um, for Thursday through Sunday. So that's why you call your 
agency and they got squared away. Then they got us in the hotel, which is not the hotel we're used to uh, performing in because the stock, the stock shows are occurring here in, uh, in Denver. This is a big uh, stock show where people come and actually livestock. They're, they're selling cows and horses and, and, and all types of farm animals. There's the, essentially, the, the, the world of cowboys have descended onto uh, Denver this week. Yeah, which makes me a little nervous. I was at the bar... The hotel bar and everybody had cowboy hats on. I was just waiting on, woo, get him. <laughs> if any of y'all remember the scene from Forty Eight Hours, where where he's like he's like Eddie Murphy's like not a very popular place with the brothers. No, and, and Nick Nolte's like they're sure as hell gonna love your ass. That's how we mm. felt when we went into that uh went into that bar. We still made the best of it, man. We went to the game. Phoenix uh got done. And uh, and Thursday we had our first show. How how would you say the show's been going this weekend, man? Show's been good. Show's been great. Yeah, yeah. Show's been good. I, am I gonna have to pull conversation out of you? No, like, I mean no. <laughs> shows shows have been. I mean they were they were great. They were good. I mean I don't know they were they weren't as big as I would have liked. But yeah, they were, they were definitely a good audience. Which was surprising because normally we get a nice uh, yeah. we get a nice crowd in here. I was uh, I was wondering myself but then it hit I me. I love a packed improv, man. Oh, dude. Oh, man. There ain't nothing like it. There's nothing like a, a yeah, I don't have no, no, no desire to do arenas with my back to motherfuckers. <laughs> I love a big intimate room. Yeah. Yeah, man. And, that, and I want y'all to know I prefer I think my preference is probably 2,500 to 5,000 seaters but as an ego stroke, I do uh, I do aspire right. to do the thing. And here's what's funny: even though Harris don't want him to, he'll do him too because he'll be right there with me. Like, yeah, like, like, I'll do it. Yeah, we we uh, we will get there. Um, but uh, I think yeah, for for comedy, I think the the perfect perfect number. And I think even Bill Cosby said this in uh, when he was talking to Jerry Seinfeld in uh, in comedian. He said, Yeah, you know, I like I like a three to five thousand seater. You know, because right. it's, it's just enough, and, and you can flip the room. It's just enough people that will always come out to support you, and, and you know you can go to any town USA and have 3,000 people come out and, and, and rock out with you. Right. You know, um, but, yeah, this weekend this weekend we ran into some... Uh, so Surprisingly, the, the numbers weren't as, as packed as we're, we are used to having them, and I think it's because it's the weekend after... Christmas and so you have you have people that um you know all them gifts that people had to pay for the M- the MC is a little slow but uh <laughs> shows are good that's the thing about when you perform at these clubs around the country they don't they don't want to pay for a whole show right so they 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 book any old guy to MC right I mean, this guy could be doing comedy six months now he's on stage trying to prepare us to, to, to uh, a giant crowd for a big show right and they're usually horrible at it right 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 right. And that's not to say that the, the our particular host this weekend has only had six months under his belt, but um, well here here's some of and you can you can jump in with some of your peeves as far as um, hosts go. You know, um, number one, people should understand hosting is not the same as doing a set. You know what I mean? Um, this is for for any any new jack out there that's listening, man. You have to understand when you get on stage when you are hosting the show, it's not about you. Right, it's about the the entire show, the integrity of the show, and you're keeping the show moving. Now you're supposed to obviously bring your own funny and bring your own perspective and point of view, but I cannot stand. And you tell me how you feel about it, Harris, but I don't like when a when a host goes on stage and dives right into the material. So like the 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 lights are down and flashing, and they say, "Give it up for your host," you know. Joe Hostimos, you know, and then Joe Hostimos walks on stage and immediately is like, yeah, man, it's crazy out here, man. My mom, she really right. gets on my nerves. I need, I like a host to get on stage. Yo, what's up, y'all? How y'all doing? How y'all feeling? Where y'all from? You know, we have, have any- a small conversation with the people right up front for about two, one to two minutes. Yeah, you know? yeah. You break, because you're breaking the ice. You're setting, you're setting the stage. You're setting the mood for, uh, for what the audience is, is going to be in for. And if you're professional enough, you can actually, if you host enough, you can write material that that when you ask the first couple tables ahead of you, in front of you questions, that can lead into 
right into your material so it makes it look seamless. Right. And, you know, but it's actually staged and planned. Right. But that comes with professionalism and motherfuckers knowing how, you know. And working. You know, yeah, I mean, working, you, yeah. you, 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 gotta, you, you, you work smart, man. Yeah. If you work smart, you can do, you can make, you can make this look conversation. You can make it look, right. every, every audience you perform in front of, you can make it seem as if this is your first time on stage doing this and you make it look conversational where you're not doing material, where you're not doing um um pre pre written bits, pre written material. But uh a lot of hosts they they dive right into the material and then, and here's the problem, the other problem with that, if you're hosting, you're burning through your set. Like you're burning you're burning through material that if you host enough in say 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 I live in Denver and I'm a comic I've been doing this for a couple of years and I work my my way up to a feature that also gets to host at the Denver Improv or the Comedy Works out here and there are only maybe three main clubs out here the the two Comedy Works and the Improv that means you have a lot of comedy fans that are coming out to shows that might possibly see you on multiple occasions if you're hosting I wouldn't want to burn out all my my material anyway. I, right. You know, if you're if you're a good host, if you're a decent host, then you're going to learn to work on your toes and work the room and right. play the room. I'm not saying that you have to be rich voice and and launch into talking about everybody in the audience. Um, you know, or or right. or uh, I'm trying to think of somebody that really likes to. You know, like I know Sinbad likes. The to Artie's make good at it. Artie, Artie's Artie's excellent. He, That's, don't, he don't make me feel uncomfortable, and he don't. You know, you know, launch into people. You know, he interacts with the crowd. Right. Grabs a purse from the audience. Right. There's and a all, charm to it. And all, and it's a charm to it. And all of it's pre-planned. We, when we was on the road with Tracy, he would take somebody's purse every night. You right. Know? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> did he give him back? Of course, he gave it no, back. <laughs> <laughs> and then another thing that that comics uh, that I I found in the Midwest do often, and and. Kudos to all my Midwest comics buddies that do not do this, but uh, I've I've come across a lot of uh there are a lot of clubs in the Midwest that I do, and so I've I've experienced this um quite often in the Midwest is that when cats host, they separate themselves from the audience or from the show I should say they separate themselves from the show by after they do you know their ten fifteen minutes up front before they bring a feature on. After their last big joke that they hopefully get a big laugh on, they then end with, "All right, y'all, hey, that's my time, y'all." You know, and mm-hmm. and and here's the reason why, right? Because if you're, if I look at a show, even though I'm a headliner, I'm looking at the the entirety of the show. Like I said, the integrity of the entire show, and if I'm headlining, and you're you're. Uh, featuring Harris and there's a host and maybe there's a guest spot. I'm looking at everybody like they're running a leg of a of a relay, right? So the host he starts to show off. He he runs that first leg and then he's supposed to finish strong, save a little something for the end. Finish strong as he comes around that curve. He hands it to the guest spot. Guest spot only has five seven minutes, like Mo Vita went on last night. So now she runs her leg and even if she's not. She might not be the strongest runner, or maybe she is the strongest runner, whomever it is. You you run your leg, and then you hand, give give Harris a good handle. I know Harris is going to, you know, uh, gain some length uh, on on the track if if either of the first two comics didn't uh, run a strong a strong leg, and then he hands Which me that. Which they usually don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he he runs that final that leg and then he hands me he hands me the baton and I run and I go go hard in the paint and finish strong. But if if as soon as you say, all right, y'all, well that's my time. And my if metaphorically, I, that's looking like well you just ran your leg in a race and stopped. Right. And walked up to the uh, the person you were supposed to hand the baton and they said, all right, man, do what you got to do, and uh, separate yourself from the order. Right. So these these are just some. Uh, some pet peeves of of mine, and I think uh, Harris also uh, agrees with because we we spoke on it uh, a bunch this um, this weekend. Now, uh, I totally forgot until you just mentioned uh, Artie. Some of y'all may not know, or some some do. Most of y'all probably do. Harris was in the um, Harris was in the car accident uh, with Tracy Morgan and Artie Fuqua. That's now going on. Is it was that that was June fourteen, June twenty fourteen, right? So it's mm-hmm. damn coming up on your three and a half years, like almost four years. Uh, how t- tell us 
because I know people people are curious. Tell us about that night, man. Like, like I know, I know from obviously being your friend, but tell us, you know, y'all y'all drove down from from uh, New York. Yeah. That night, y'all weren't staying in Delaware. No, no, no. So, so talk to me about. It. So yeah, we we drove down to Dover Downs Casino in uh, Delaware, and on the way back, we hit a little bit of traffic, and we was just inching along, and the truck hit us. At, uh, How'd the show go? Show was oh, great. Show, show, oh. show was good. Show, okay. show was show was good. Everybody was in a good mood. We stopped, got some food. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I, I was eating the hot dog, and uh, I don't know what happened to that hot dog. It was in there somewhere. They didn't save the hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's your, and, and it's you, Artie, Artie, tour manager, and Uncle Jimmy Mac. Uncle Jamie, God bless the day. Uh, and Tracy, and uh, yeah, and we got hit, and you know their lights went out, but mine was still on. And right, right. That's a lot of people don't yeah. don't realize that you throughout the um through the through the accident, right. you're the only one that actually did not get knocked unconscious. Right. Correct? Exactly, exactly. Yep. And um so I was privy to all that, including, you know, Tracy Morgan laying on top of me bleeding and peeing. But <laughs> <laughs> You know, well, and was was Tracy aware at the time? He's, no, no, he's no, awake? He, was, he was unconscious. He's so he's yeah. was, he, was he talking to you at any point during? No, okay. no, he was just you know unconscious, and uh, they took us out. And I went to the hospital. I got released. How long were you laying out? Like, I, obviously, you don't know exactly how long, but from from the time moment of impact, since you were awake during it, mm-hmm. how long between impact and uh and you know the EMTs coming and getting you off to the hospital how long was that uh, time? felt like 48 hours okay. <laughs> it felt it felt longer than it w- probably was right uh i would say 15 20 minutes didn't take the oh wow so yeah cuz you cuz traffic was stopped on uh but people were still trying to help us right. before the ambulance got they had people in cars stopped and didn't the guy come yeah some, and... some guy some giant mexican guy um and uh he started you know you know, taking everybody, I helped take everybody, including the drivers who was in the accident, who was actually driving us. Those were big guys, and they were helping. So everybody oh, was cool. helping and that's stuff. Cool. I thought cool. that shit was gonna blow up like in the movies and shit. Right? Yeah, the but, movies uh, will. I was like, nigga, I don't want to get torched. Right? Yeah, it's a terrible way to go. Yeah, especially because I, I remember. Well, we've spoken on this since, but um, Keith Robinson and I were both in Dallas, Texas. Keith was doing. The uh the Arlington Improv and I was doing uh Dallas Hyenas and your your wife had called, and she called uh, it was fr- it was Friday the actually it was Saturday the sixth really by the okay. time she called it was Saturday morning, but the accident happened Friday night Saturday morning and you I remember you called me Saturday when she got to the hospital and she got in contact with yeah. you because I told her, I said, yeah, you know what, just calm down, call the people. She, she was panicking. I lost my phone. Yeah. And, and you just got a new pair of sneakers too that you lost, yeah, right? knocked me out of my Adidas. <laughs> I got them same Adidas. As soon as I got to the hospital, I said, you ain't going to do this. You <laughs> these Adidas again. Yeah, Walmart, you going to pay for these Adidas. And um, and so I didn't, I, I might have told you this enough, but I didn't think the accident was that bad. because oh, really? Well, because you... You called me. Right. <laughs> you called from from a number I didn't recognize. I don't, I, I don't know if it was Norma's phone or not. Oh, it was her phone, yeah. Uh, yeah and so I answered it, and you were like, uh, I was like, yo, because I stayed up. I was waiting for her to, to let me know what was going on. I was a little kind of worried. Yeah. And then uh, you were like, hey, man, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I think my wrist is broken, but but I'm fine. Mm. I said, what's up with everybody else? You were like, I haven't seen everybody else. But once you said, I'm fine, oh, like, yeah, okay. Mm. That's how I felt, too. I felt like yeah, which, was fine. But. Which, yeah, so I, I, went to, I went to sleep. Woke up at... <laughs> woke up to some move horror. <laughs> I woke up at 9 a.m. Comas and all type of shit going on. <laughs> oh, sure, man. Comas and swole brains and yeah. all type of shit. <laughs> hey, dude, I was... I was <clears throat> Keith and I, I remember we... Uh, yeah, it was, it, was just, it was just real hectic. I, I was... Um, I think we were all... Uh, you know, everybody was... was the, the mood of, of comedy was was just... just It was dark, you know, because yeah. you wanted to hold out hope. You know yeah. that everybody was okay. I think I by that point we probably learned that Uncle Jimmy had passed. So now you know we were already uh, saddened because oh this is how you knew Uncle Jimmy was was uh, had died because people had started running to Facebook and finding pictures with Uncle Jimmy. How do you how do you feel about that? Being that you were on the inside of it, looking out, I remember being disgusted. I was not even disgusted. I was just like 
you know, everybody was running and putting up pictures of their their pictures with Tracy and with mainly with Tracy. Some would have like you and Artie, but mainly people had pictures with Tracy and and the caption under the photos on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter would be like, "Yo." Say prayers to the big. They always try to make it seem like it's familiar. Prayers to the, to the big homie Tracy, man. Um, we, we, we hopefully we we gonna pull through. And I'm like, Tracy doesn't know you. This is the flip side of a comedian almost in obscurity going through that. Fifty percent of me was enjoying the fuck out of all of it. Okay, okay. You know, like I'm like I got some attention now, motherfuckers. Right. right. Uh, and I had people camping out in front of my house for stories and right. shit. Like I was a celebrity. I, I went to the store. And motherfuckers jumped at their cars with the booms and the mics <laughs> and mics. shit. And I was like, man, I'm enjoying this shit. Okay. And that's yeah. honest. Yeah. And I was in People Magazine, not for the right reasons, right, but right. I was in fucking People's Magazine. Yeah, the yeah. world knew about me. Right, so, right, you know, right. a part of me was really enjoying mm-hmm. the whole thing. What about you the know? other part? The other part was, you know, was horrific. Right. You know, but I was, you know... You know, some people might say, you know, it was horrible, it was horrible. Yeah, but I looked on the flip side, and I was trying to figure out a way, maybe a couple days after the accident, how can I, you know, maybe use this as a springboard somehow. Right, 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 right. You know, this business is tough, so, yeah. you know, I'm forever associated with Tracy Morgan, and I was kind of that way before the accident because I had been working with him and known him for, you know, years and years right, and right, years, right, so. Right, right, But, uh, yeah. I met, I th- did I meet you? No, no, we met at New York Comedy Club. Yeah, something yeah. Like that. No, I was I was gonna say I, I met you. I was because Harris used to do a lot of work on SNL, and I think we, you and I got closer right. because you were always up doing extra work at SNL, and that was a uh, Tracy was a big part of that. But um, obviously we got cool in the uh, in the club. So the accident happens. You know, you have more and more attention, more attention than you'd ever experienced before. Do you? Uh, when did it sort of? I guess level out and, and did you mean as far as the publicity yeah maybe six months after so, for, so, for me yeah yeah so at that so by there was always still a few people reaching out going I right. want to hear the story right right and uh, I did that documentary on on uh, Reels TV okay they flew me up to Canada and uh, they actually wanted me to do it you know for nine pay but I'm like if I'm gonna tell my story right. I'm, I'm getting something out of it right, you know yeah, so yeah, man. you know if you want the story you, you, you're you gonna have to give up a, a little bit of money right. and it's nothing to you the money right. I asked for right. right and they threw in some Blue Jays tickets hey hey Harris because they got based out of that. Toronto right 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 and now now as as the um well go ahead Will you about to was, yeah, oh as the news sort of dies down calms down I should say then you also had to deal with the everyone getting in your pocket because they're like, yo, you know, uh, uh, Walmart's they they gonna sue Walmart. Y'all about to get paid. Did how how would you say did people change once they started assuming that you were about to be this this you know? They didn't change until I actually got the check. They didn't, oh. Nothing happened until I got the money in my okay. pocket. Okay, okay. Were were people sort of uh, planting the seeds of? Mm. No, prior to it was both. No, How they know that you finally? I mean, because the know, news. Okay, the uh, news, the big settlement and all right. that. So they, they, the news see it, and it didn't really didn't start happening until I actually got got the got the money. Right. But uh, yeah. Did did uh, what, what was some of the more absurd? <laughs> and once again, I know a lot. I know right. a lot of these stories, but you know, people are curious. I know some people that are listening are curious. What are some without giving names, revealing names, or what are some of the more absurd? I had one guy who 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 I'm friends with over. You know, how you do comedy for a long time, and you're not friends with this person. Like you don't go out and have lunch. Associates, with associates, yeah, associates that haven't called me in years on the phone. Right. And one guy was smart about it because he 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 was like softening up my butthole for it. How you doing, man? Yeah, man. So he was calling. So he called you over the course of maybe a couple weeks, just couple dropping, weeks, dropping a little. Might have been a little longer, maybe okay. a couple months. Okay. And then finally, it dropped. <laughs> Can I have? <laughs> what did they ask for? Uh, two hundred dollars, which ain't nothing. But I'm, I, you know, I, people people take think a settlement is like a professional contract or. That's not money I'm making. It's money I have. So anytime I give it away, I don't have it anymore. Right, right, So right. it's leaking. Right. That's um, so. You got to make now, it. Hold on, hold on. You know what? Let me, let me also tell y'all. It was again, this makes me proud because Harris is so so much more money smart now. You know what I mean? Just from having like a financial advisor. Right. And say that again. This is the protocol 
uh, for this, this the like you know we drop these little jewels every week. Repeat that. That's the protocol for this week. Repeat what you just said about uh, I I'm not making money. I have whatever you just said. Right. Uh, I'm not making. I don't have a contract with the Mets. Um, I don't have incentives and bonuses. Right. I have this, and when you spend it, it's gone. Right. Now, with the money I, I received, you put it into make it work for you and you're making money but it's still not the same as you know you working and getting paid for it you know it's right it's it, it you, you you're making money but you're looking at that money to make you some money over the course of a few years and then you turn around and go okay i've accumulated 30 grand right as a but i don't have access to that 30 grand unless right. i but i have to let it accumulate right but uh it's not what they call liquid yeah it's not liquid right. exactly exactly right so, you know, I, I, I had to deal with that. And, you know, people on social media, you know, I've had people ask me for money on social media. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strangers? No. Family members? Family members, friends. Yeah, just just, you know, just people I know. You know, and some people I know, the nerve of you. Right, that's audacious. Yeah, uh, you know. People ain't never said happy birthday on Facebook. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. People never said happy birthday. Now they need a couple hundred. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And and how do you deal with it? Do you do you ignore well, that? Well, I had a therapist at the time, and so I had help. I, I don't know. I, I mean, it would probably have been much tougher if I had to do it on my own. Mm-hmm. But I had, you know, therapists and my lawyer and people uh, people were already with money dealing with shit like that. Right. And these people that are dealing with shit like that, they make the money. Right. You know? Right. My therapist, he makes a half a meal a year. Right. You know? But if he wasn't, you know, it'd be leaking. So right. he was like, people are going to... Tracy Morgan even told me, he said, people are going to ask you, you have to learn how to say no. Right. I know you want to... Even your family members, I know you want to help, mm-hmm. but when that money runs out, you can't call them back and go, can I get that five grand? Right. You know? Now, don't get me wrong. I... I, 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 I my, my, my therapist says, pick out a finite number of that, what you're willing to give out, and when that's over, that's it. Right. You know, I think I gave out maybe close to 60 grand. Wow. I gave that shit away. <laughs> I didn't expect it back. Okay. So you gave it knowing yeah, yeah. you're never going to see this yeah, that, again. Yeah, that was the. the and this I, is to your mom, your dad, my mom, my friends, family, family yeah. whatever. Right. But he said you have to have a finite number and you don't go over that number because right. when you go over that number, that's when you start. That's when you get into fine lines. And you, and, and, you, and you start that cuts into your bottom line. Yeah, and now exactly. you wind up in financial right. exactly. Uh, trouble. Exactly. So I did. I, th- I think it was around fifty, sixty grand. But that shit I gave away. Like right. I didn't make that shit. Right, right, right. You know? Right. You you spoke on something which I I um I I also want to uh you know bring up I guess because especially with people of color and it really hurts to say no. Like I want to help people. Of like, course. I, I don't like to see people stressed, but I know if I if I keep doing it, the, the hole doesn't close. Right, right, right. It only gets bigger. Yeah. Why is it gaping? That's that. Yeah. You ever seen a gaper? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you you brought up you you went to the therapist because I remember initially you were very you were very anti uh, therapist and and it's something that I um I I think of all the people just in this country alone mm-hmm. of all the people that I think need therapy right. I think people of color specifically black people right absolutely um we 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 deal with a lot of stresses. That have historic that have that are, are embedded in us historically mm-hmm. from from the middle passage mm-hmm. uh, on mm-hmm. and because of um, because of you know uh, the the transatlantic slave trade and and how we were reared to to uh, you know fight through things right. I think that in in the in the black community uh, we, you know therapy is frowned upon you know I have countless white friends. Jewish friends, and some Asian friends that I've heard for years since they were teenagers. You know, oh yeah, yeah. I, I've been I've been going to my therapist since I was you know sixteen years old. And what this is a two sided question? What do you think was your reluctance to see a therapist initially, and why? What made you change your mind about doing it, and what? benefits have you seen from going through it? Because <clears throat> the main reason initially going to the therapist was because you went through this traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. And and I, I think speaking upon it, even if only one person is listening to this podcast, whether it's now or years from now and they hear this, maybe it'll touch them and they make them say, you know, maybe that's that's what I, I, I need to do to get this off my chest, you know, because people harbor a lot of uh, 
a lot of feelings and, and bottle up their feelings instead of going in and getting them off their chest. So speak to speak to the what, people guess, that listen to the For the Market Protocol about about therapy. Well, I guess the main thing is like what you said earlier is like I could deal. You know, you think as a man, I could deal with anything. I can I can get through this. You know, right? You know, but uh, and and the reluctance of telling some a stranger you're fucking. The cracks and crevices was going on in your brain right. that you don't even tell your wife. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that and what got me over it was, you know, the first three or four sessions, you're apprehensive. You're like, oh, this dude's asking all these personal ass questions. I don't know you, son. Right. And, you know, <laughs> right. I know you can't tell nobody, but I don't want you knowing this shit about me. Right. You know? Right. Right. And uh, and then um, after a while, you loosen up because you get to know the guy, mm-hmm. and you know you see this guy every. Tuesday or Thursday or whatever, mm-hmm. so you get more comfortable with them, and then you start sh- sharing shit, and they help put life in pers- therapists help put life in perspective. In what way? And um, like what you like, like a friend would do, you okay. know, but that's not trained to to to, to be a therapist. Right. It's like like if I go, um, you know, I bombed tonight, man. It was just terrible. And then you go, well, you learned this yeah. from that bombing, and then you go, well, Dean's right. Right. So it's kind of like that. Like you, you, you he, uh, he just. So is, so is it, and sometimes, it, the way you grew up or the way you live your life mm-hmm. might have not technically been a normal way to look at things. Okay. But you know how everybody else looks at things, but mm-hmm. that's just not the way you look at things. You want to program that way. You want to program that mm-hmm. way. And he reminds you that, yo, this is what you're supposed to... Like he did with my parents. My parents asked me for an exorbitant amount of money. And he, he reminded me, because you know you feel bad. Cause you wanna, he course. reminded me, your parents don't have... Parents don't, uh, adults don't have kids... So their kids can eventually take care of them. Mm-hmm. It's it's the main reason that you, what you're supposed to do with the kids is to teach them how to live in this world mm-hmm. and support themselves. Okay. As opposed to, you know, raising you so you can get money so they can get money from you. You right. know what I mean? It's, 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 it's like Levar Ball's father. Like this right. guy's gonna be great. They're gonna be great right along with him. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. You, you should. Uh, you, you should want your kids to be great, so that you, that your your contribution is right. that you've you've helped raise someone that's contributing that is to society, con- contribute, but possibly be better than you are. Exactly, that's why you should. So, he reminds me of that, which okay. that's something we kind of know in, in our heads anyway. Right, you know, sometimes you know shit, but you you know, and yeah, he just reminded me having a therapist just reminds you of. You know, you are important. And you know what they do? They try to, they instill confidence in you as a human being. Yeah. They remind you of what your strengths are because they learn everything about you over time. So they remind you what your strengths and weaknesses are right. and how to deal and go with life and even just dealing with everyday people at your job. Right. I mean, I think everybody could use a therapist. I mean, it's great. Right. It's very therapeutic. I always walk out that office feeling like I just came from the gym. Oh, really? Except like it's a mental workout. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a. Uh, and I used to look forward to going to see him. I yeah, no, I, re- I think about things to talk about. I'm like, oh yeah, I ain't like how that motherfucker was talking to me. Right. And I almost punched him in the face. So let me go talk to him. Like, oh, well, what about this and what about that? And you just go in there with questions. I, you know, it, I enjoyed it. Yeah. He just was too high. No, <laughs> yeah. but I, I just, I, re- I, re- I remember when you, I remember your transition from not wanting to go to then saying, All right, I'm just going to see what it's about. To then going consistently to then like you just said seeing the excitement because <laughs> right. you 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 and I would talk about um, not necessarily sp- all the specifics of right. your session but you just um, offering how your therapist would would give you a new perspective yeah, yeah. new new uh, way to look at things and I was like yo you could see you know how comedy is therapeutic and working out is therapeutic yeah. talking to a therapist is therapeutic yeah, yeah. It's therapy and you really come out of there feeling like. You 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 better equipped to deal with this crazy world we live in. Right, 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 right. Has it helped you with with your obviously it's helped with all aspects of your life? I'm sure. Has it helped you with your comedy? Would you would you uh, think, in any way? Did, if it did, I don't know how. Okay, but I'm okay. sure he could pull it out of me. But right, right, right. I, you know, I don't really know how. Right. How it's helped? I'm sure it has. I haven't. I think I haven't even thought about it. But it's definitely you know helped me as a uh, as a person. You mm-hmm. know. And um, in what way? Um, uh, just give me one. I'm just marriage. Okay, dealing with women. Um, um, uh, I th- that's that's probably the only one I can okay. think of right okay. away. Yeah. No, that, and shoot, that's 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 enough. That's the good one. <laughs> you know, here's, here's your girl Viola. Oh, just so. Man. <laughs> 
<laughs> Harris has a thing for Viola Davis. I love Viola. And the pre-Golden Globe shows are on right oh, now. Man. She's she's looking like Foxy Brown. All types of What's chocolate that? delicious. I, love, I seen in fences when she had the snot bubble. <laughs> I want. Well, I was right there with you, Troy. I want to lean in and kiss her and pop that bubble. <laughs> <laughs> Don't don't cry. I'm not gonna shoot again. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Now your 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 CD, your CD. When when did it come up? Not even just come about, but how did it come about? How did you go about uh, deciding you were, or get someone to interested to record? Well, first it? of all, it came about because that's all I had in the show business game at the time. <laughs> you know, sometimes stuff fall in your lap and you take it. But it came about through relationships. Like I right. was real. I was on the road with Patrice O'Neill. I mm-hmm. I did a lot of stuff with him and. Uh, obviously, if, if you're working with someone, their management knows who you are. Right. So his manager was cool with me. And Patrice always would, would, would push for me right. to get stuff. Right. And um, so after that, I was on the phone with him, and we were talking. I was on the phone with Patrice's manager. Uh, shout out to Jonathan Bernstein. Right. Uh, I was on the phone. We was talking about you know agents and managers and not agents, but trying to get an agent and trying to just get my career, push it a little forward. So I said, well, what about an album? You know, I love to do an album. I mean, that's every comedian's dream. You either right. do a special or an album or both. Um, he said, oh, I can definitely get you that. Right. So I just 100% started working on that. Right. Started working your act. Yeah, started working my act. It took a while to do because, you know, um, I don't headline like I should. Right. But when I do get the headline, um, um, I'm the guy recorded my, my hour for mm-hmm. four, th- three or four shows. Right. What, you know, what would you say the transition, because I remember at the taping, at, when when you, Harris taped his special at Gotham Comedy Club, so it's just funny that you're actually uh, doing Gotham this, this weekend again. Right. And watching, Shout out to Chris Mazzilli. Yes, yes, sir. Shout, shout out to the coolest, the coolest uh, guy in comedy, Chris Mazzilli. He's a, <laughs> he's a real stand-up guy. Class you act, know, man. Real, real class act, man. One of the, one of, and... Because as as far as not only people that own clubs, book clubs, manage clubs, and also manage talent, because he reps one of the hottest comics out there right now in Sebastian Maniscalco. Right. And Chris, known him damn near 20 years, just always been real. He started as a comic, um, wound up owning the, uh, he opened the old Gotham uh, Comedy Club on uh, that was on 23rd Street and like, I think between 5th and 6th Avenue. And then they moved over to uh, uh, 23rd Street. That was on 22nd Street. This one, the new one's on 23rd between 7th and 8th Avenue. And what I can say, Chris has always just been real straightforward, shoot from the hip, real honest, real open. Um, he doesn't sugarcoat. He'll tell you where you stand with him. Um, and, you know, I think Chris does. Fair. You know, I think Chris. You're fair. You know, I think Chris does more than I think the other bookers. If you got talent, he'll use you. Right. If, he, if, if you're doing right. what you're supposed to do. Right. He'll he, he works with you. Right. You know. Right. Um, right. You know, because a lot of these clubs, you know, got the favorites and who they like to work. You know, you you know, I love Esty over at the Comedy Cellar, but she literally told me, uh, uh, I have to work on my act, and I'm like, I. I Almost as to say, I'm not good enough to perform at her club when I perform all over the world and country. Right. So I can perform in London, England. I can perform in Denver, Colorado, but I can't perform in on McDougal Street. <laughs> That's, that was funny <laughs> when you look at it that yeah. way. And you also just, I mean, you realize that. And I bet she known, she's known me for 20 years. Right. She's seen me trying to work her club for 20 years, and she hasn't given me a break. She, she worked me... For a while, about seven years ago, like maybe ten times, and then she stopped booking me, and then all of a sudden now I'm not good enough to work there, and and um and uh, and as much as it, stuff like that shouldn't bother you, it 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 it, it irks it, you. It, it irks you. I perform all over the yeah. city. If you don't want me, if if find a better way to tell me no. Right, you know, right. There's you, a better way if, to tell somebody if, you don't want to use. If them. you want to tell someone that they're not good enough. Uh, then you should you should take enough time to come up with a better excuse. Exactly. Then then just I need to, to say, work on my material. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen the comments at Working Club? Right, right. Uh, <laughs> and so that's why I think people love uh, love Mazzilli and love Gotham. And so you find out when did you find out you were you were you were going to be uh, recording the album? Uh, uh, well, I spoke with Chris about it, and he said no, you know, no problem. 
And he, he gave me a date. I think November 3rd of 16 was the date I did it. But I knew about that date maybe three months prior so or four had, months prior. So you had about four months. But I was already working anyway once I got... Because I got the the deal okay. way before I got the date because I had nowhere to record it. I just had right. the deal. I signed the contract and everything. When did you sign the contract? Man, six to seven months prior. Before, so take, the, the, about a year ago from now. So yeah. early 26, 2017... Um, is when you got the deal to do the album. No, 2017? No, it was in... It was in well, we're in we're in 2018 now. No, it was in 16. So you found the out... summer of 16. So you found out summer 16 that you were going to be recording an album and I taped at it some in, point in 2017. You wound up taking... No, I could have taped it any time between then, but I, like, I, I couldn't find a venue. Because okay. we had to find a venue. Right. And you, like I said, I don't headline like I should because, right. I, you know, certain, you know... The politics. Politics of this business. But, uh... But, but and, I, and I knew that I could get smaller clubs, but I knew that Chris was cool with me, and um, and Gotham's a nice club, so I'll I, I, I ask Chris, and he 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 said anytime. Okay. So, you know, he gave me a date, and it was it was great. So how long would you say you obviously you were always working on your act anytime you got on stage, right. but when did you really go into you know? Uh, Mayweather Pacquiao 24-7, you know where... where probably, three, probably three months prior. Three months prior, and you started just booking up mm -hmm. dates where you... I would do anything. I was doing anything. Yeah. Like, I would do open... I don't, I don't want to say open mics, but I would do rooms and okay. not get paid just so I can work on certain right, things. Right. Like, certain spots that I would never take or wouldn't take, I took everything leading mm -hmm. up to that. Right. But it paid off. That I mean, yeah. that's, that speaks to... What it takes in order to achieve... That's also something. how I was raised, though. You yeah. know, by Patrice and Tracy Morgan and Bill Burr and Todd all these guys. Todd Lynn. No. That's just how I was raised. Yeah. Uh, well, it, 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 it showed... Did you... Now, after doing... How long is the, the, the album? About 45, 50 minutes? 45 to 50 minutes, yeah. 45 to 50 minutes. So, say, that's 50 minutes of material. Now that you've done that material, is that material um, retired... Yeah, and the reason it's I asked that it's retired as far as TV and and uh, uh, audio is concerned, but it's not retired in some nightclub, no. So you, so would, are you saying you wouldn't do that material? Like if if the Tonight Show, if if you had an opportunity now, to do I would the Tonight have to. Show, you you would still that's my still my best material. Okay, right now. no, that's so, what I mean. Right. So so the, the 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 shelf life of it, you still have more time to use it, A, because mm -hmm. it's, it's audio, it's not visual. Right, exactly. Um, so, yeah. And so you still will use that, utilize that material, but you're, you've already begun right. Writing new crafting stuff. new Put material. Put this way, if I, ever, if I get to tonight, it, when I take that album in uh, yeah. 17, May of seven, 2017, mm -hmm. now May of, May of 2018, if I get a Tonight Show... You know, everybody's different the way they write. Right. But put it this way. If I get a TV show, uh, 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 Tonight Show, May of 2019, there will be none. No, it should be no material. Okay. You know, even, you know, to, to what I did on the album, none. Okay. Because I don't, I don't even, I do none of the material I did on Premium Blend. Like, eventually you have to write new shit. Oh, dude, hold up. When, when, when did you take Premium Blend? I think 2007, 2007. 2007. What what jokes did you? I'm the now this is just security me. Security joke. Okay, secure. It was a good joke. Good yeah. joke. Harris has this thing where he always is like, uh, like he has a joke. <laughs> he has a joke because his dad used to drive a driver truck. What's that joke? Uh, my dad drove. My dad's really religious, uh, fanatic uh, to the point. Oh no, my dad drives trucks and he takes that trucks truck everywhere. It's hard to remember. He takes the truck everywhere. I said, you ever been grocery shopping in an 18 wheeler? And um, I go, and he's real religious, so he's he he facts he makeshift his own horn to go Jesus. <laughs> so look, I hate that joke. <laughs> and I know he hates that joke, but it's funny to me because I'm easy. Yeah, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, that other joke I used to do too with the with the guy with no nose, or like you can't come up and start. Oh, talking. the silly putty. Yeah, yeah that was up, funny. You can't come up and start talking to me. And you got a severe you got a physical scar on your face. face. Right. Uh, you can't come up to me and be missing a whole ear going, did you see the Nick game last night? Nigga, where's your ear? I never seen a motherfucker with one ear. Let's talk about that first. <laughs> then we can get on how many the Knicks, how many points the Knicks scored ah, last night. Ah, that's funny. But see, that's... So those, some of those drugs, I, I, I forgot. But you're supposed to grow. I mean, yeah. you're supposed to do... I mean, Patrice would tell me, so I forgot I used to do that. Yeah, and, and then you said he also pointed out how, you, you know, when you come back to joke... 
it still is not the same because you forget the little the, the little, little nuances. Little nuances. The nuances little are the little, 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 little. You used to call them little goodies. Little goodies, yeah. With yeah. all the little tags. Yeah. Little one liners. And even now, if I, a joke I do yeah. now, if I don't do it right for two weeks or three weeks, I'll forget one of those little goodies. Sometimes it takes a long time to remember. Somebody a spark. Somebody will say something. Go, oh yeah, I used to add that with that. Yeah, so that's why stage time is important because you always working your, right. your mind. But right. when you all fuck a couple of days, you you know the joke, but right. you forget the little things that would that would make it extra funny. Right, 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 right. All right, so you drop the new joint, man. You know, make sure y'all go ahead and cap that. What um what are you looking forward to in in uh. 20, 2018, man, besides, you know, hip-hop maybe having a, 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 a the pendulum swinging back towards lyrics. We were talking about rap earlier. Early, actually, all weekend we've been talking about hip-hop artists and, and rap. What what do you think of the state of hip-hop as it is currently? Uh, I just, well, this should answer your question. I don't listen to it as much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not because I, I don't like these guys. Some of these guys make catchy songs yeah. here, but... I grew up where even it's not even hip hop, any music right. that has words. The words and the and the beats supposed to marry each other. Right, 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 right. You know, um, like with some of these rappers, let's say the Panda song. I love that Designer, song, yeah. Designer. Yeah. But if you take him out of it, it's just as good. Mm, okay, <laughs> that's funny. If you that's interesting. Like without without him without his his Rapper, lyrics, Rapper. just the the music, just the music and the, the hook. Home. It's just as good. Yeah, okay, okay. But if you take Biggie out of I Got a Story to Tell, it's not as good. And you ain't got no story. And you ain't got no ain't story. Ain't no story getting told. Exactly. Right, right, right. That's that's, that's funny. It's funny. It's good to know. Who 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 is some of your favorite, uh, I guess... New artists? Yeah, get, you know, give me new artists first. J. Cole, Kendrick okay. Lamar. Okay. I like that guy we just listened to in the car. What was his name? Uh, uh, when we was in the Uber. Oh, uh, Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey, yeah, Nipsey, Nipsey Hussle, Hussle. I like him. Um, I like uh, uh, the badass. Was Joey? Joey badass, badass is a, he's yep. a lyrical cat. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but I'm not into little Uzi Vert. I'm not into niggas with little in front of their name. Like, <laughs> like the, the music is so cookie cutter now. Hip hop is so cookie cutter yeah. now yeah. that niggas don't even have original names. Yeah. Everybody's little. Oh, he's little. How Uzi. many little niggas are there? Right. Right. So, like, can you even take your time? Like, it goes back to what Aries was saying. Lazy. Yeah. You don't even want to take your time to come up with a clever, catchy name for right. yourself. Right. Right. Yeah. Who Who are some of your favorite all time? Um, you know, here Biggie, J, Nas, uh, Scarface. Uh, I like Benny Siegel. Um, a lot of people sleep on like in that conversation nowadays. You don't hear Benny Benny uh, spoken about the right, way I think right. you should. I like. I'm a Red Man Busta Rhymes fan. Matter of fact, I listened to a lot of Red Man Busta Rhymes yeah, we today. Were listening, uh, yesterday and today. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I I personally in, in LL LL yo. LL, shout out to the, you know the goat as far as he the self proclaimed goat, but right. people, yo, you know what happened? I think once cannabis said, and then ninety nine percent of your fans wear high heels, mm-hmm. and even though LL used his same lyrics against, that's why ninety nine percent of your fans don't exist. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but I think once, see, once someone in in the course of a battle points out. Um, one of your your sort of Achilles heels, one of your weaknesses, mm-hmm. then the masses that didn't pay any attention to them, then that's all they see. Mm-hmm. And so, LL, you ta- if you take out I Need Love, if you take out Hey Lover, LL got a lot of, not just club bangers, but hard in the paint. He got some hard in the paint joints, too. Joints, B. You know, from from his first album, from the original. The Goat has a lot of hard in the paint songs. Yeah, yeah. That's why he revisited his, grind, his, yeah. his, his go hardness. Yeah. The Goat is a good example of him in the paint in a lot of songs. You know, Nitro, like, I, Walking with a Panther, a lot of people don't don't uh, even remember a lot of tracks on Walking with a Panther. Um, uh, Nitro was dope, uh, 1-800-LL-COOL, or 1-900-LL-COOL. He had some bangers, man, and yeah. 1-900 is more like, it was, like, in the middle, like, it, it was, it was, it was cocky, it was arrogant, it was, it was, the, you know, it was, it was kind of for the ladies, a, a club joint, but some was lyrical, and he, and he always had joints that showed you, yo, I can, yo, I can spit. Yeah. With the best of them, you know what I mean. Yeah. I I always 
speak about Buster, you know, so it's always you and DMX. I, DMX. Yo, Tretch. Tretch from Naughty by Nature, even though Naughty was, is good. was a big crossover group, Tretch, like that that whole rapid rapid fire flow, Tretch was nice. The Tretch is, yeah, still Tretch is, good, you yeah. know. And I don't think I think they all still are nice. It's just a matter of the 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 tastes of what's the quote unquote popular sound at the time. You had more diversity in artists yeah. and hip hop back then too. Yeah, like I said, a lot of shit is cookie cutter today, yeah. man. Well, also with, with the diversity, I think the diversity of um, hip hop artists was also um, the business aspect of it had not um, overshadowed the artistry, and so right. you could have. You could have a Boogie Down Productions and, and uh, Public Enemy coexist with N.W.A. Mm-hmm. and, and Ice-T and coexist with the 2 Live crew and Run DMC and the Beastie Boys and, and Heavy D and, you know, and LL. And so, I hated the Beastie Boys. <laughs> did, oh, did you? No, I didn't like them at all. I can see why you didn't like them, but, but the Beastie Boys, I think, were, were necessary in order for rap to become what it... What it became because I remember when the Beasties uh, first blew up, we had just moved from the city out to the suburbs, and what and I started playing basketball, and so my tapes, we would always use my mixtapes from like uh, BLS and Kiss, you know, for warmups during the basketball games. But then once the Beasties came out, the white suburban kids, even though they had been listening to rap. You know, they, they were they were listening, but it was still from afar. The Beastie Boys brought it in their homes and made their parents feel comfortable because they saw saw people that looked like their sons. You know what I mean? And so... <laughs> I wish y'all could see Harris's face. Harris is watching. I'm not going to say who's on the... Oh, man. I know exactly who that is. Huh? You 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 don't have to whisper. You just don't have to say who it is. Oh, Harris is making a face because he just saw someone that I when we finish taping, I'll explain exactly who that is. But uh, they have a KRS One esque look. It's more than just uh, nose, dude. Oh God! It's the skin too. Oh bad. Uh, <laughs> That's like the best she can look. Oh wow! And it's still bad. <laughs> uh, oh bad. When you in Hollywood and the makeup and the cameras can't make you look good, you an ugly motherfucker. <laughs> like Hollywood can't even make you look good, nigga. You need to bring in uh, oh, what's the nigga sure. to do the, the makeup, the baker. What's the dude to do all makeup? The baker. The makeup. The oh, uh, special okay. effects okay. nigga. Um, Oh, from Baker. <laughs> Not uh, Kenny Baker. That's uh-huh. R2-D2. I know exactly who you're talking about. The worst for They can do all the special effects for everything. Yeah, I can't, I can't figure his name. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. Oh, shoot. All right, well, yo. Yo, I didn't want to end on, uh, on a KRS-One face reference. But that looks like we we. Hey man, when to. you ugly man, don't you can't change your head, so you just gotta live with it and just do make the best of it. Right. Hey, what did you think of uh we we you know Chappelle's special's been out this for a week face now. Bugs me. But um, <laughs> um, you you got a chance to watch? We actually watched. Well, you know what? I I, I didn't special. I didn't get a, I didn't get a chance to watch it ingested. the way I want to. Right. And ingest it, so I, right. I really can't speak on it right now. Okay. Okay. I'm a, I'm gonna say it. I watched it. I dug it. Uh, I appreciate it. Is 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 Dave? Um, I can see why. When, upon first viewing, if you're not totally submitted and committed to watching, some people will say um, it seems it seems very uh, it seems like he's preaching. Uh, um, but I think when you're someone like Dave, that's now put. I mean, this is what special number. Yeah. Uh, he did the HBO half hour. He did the HBO kill him softly. He did the the Fillmore joint in, in San Francisco. Um, and he keep in mind this dude just dropped four specials in within less than a year. Two two of them came out what in like May, and then another two on New Year's Eve. You know, so that I People mean, people also got to keep in mind that. When we were started out, specials came out. A dude would do a special, one special every two specials years. Specials were like an album. Two or three years. They were like, yeah. like music artists. Yeah, like two albums. or three years they would come out. Now everybody got a special every year. You got you can't take it to... There are a lot of regulars that come regular, out now. Yeah. Special. Yeah, you got you to gotta, you gotta take it to account that these people are artists. And no, I don't give a fuck what kind of artist you're from. The best artist in the world to the worst artist in the world. 
you you don't you can't like everything they do. Right. Like right. I used to listen to certain songs. I I'll get a Nas album. There's ten songs on it. I only like four of them. Okay. But then you get another Nas album. There'd be ten songs. You like nine of them. So, but when you look at an artist in its entirety, right. that's when you can see the greatness. All right, right, like, right. You can go watch Patrice and go, I hate his guts. But but if you step, if you take if a you step take a back step back and, and watch the Patrice entire, yeah. whole, if you if you see Patrice twenty times, then you can get a gauge of how great he is. Right. Like it's hard to gauge greatness. From one thing right, or two right. things, you got to see see it as a time. Like I, don't, I love Prince, but I don't like every song he does. Right, right. I probably don't like more than I do like. Right. But I can tell that he's great. Right. You know. Right. Same thing with Michael Jackson. I definitely don't like everything he did. Right. I probably don't like most of the shit he did, mm-hmm. but I like enough, and I can see that he's a genius. Yeah. And was a genius. I like I like a lot of Mike's stuff, but I but I you see what I, I'm saying? I, I see because if if you do the math on. If you do the math, okay, so let's say just on the big records, you you have the big albums he had with Michael Jackson. You had Off the Wall, Thriller, Bad, uh, Dangerous, the History, uh, album. History, um, but the last one, Invincible. You had that Blood on the Dance Floor. Let's say he had not. Let's just sit rounded. Let's say he had ten albums, and on each album there were fifteen tracks. Right, that's one hundred and fifty songs. Most most artists, if they drop 150 songs, you might I'm gonna you probably know 20, to, like having having a catalog of 20 songs that people know. That's enough to tour with forever. Yeah, if right? you got a catalog of 20, that makes you a good artist. Oh, 20 songs. Yeah, Mike had say Mike if he did if there were 150 songs that doesn't even include with his brothers with his with his siblings. Um, so round that, make that now. Let's say 250 songs, right? In in the scope of having 250 songs that you you put out, probably way more than that. But it's 250 songs over a 40 year career, and if you only had 10 songs per decade that were bangers, that's 40 records that are recognizable bangers, recognizable hits. That's that's how you look at someone and say, "Yo, this this is a great artist," because yeah. because everyone that's within the sound of my voice that hears this. Are you doing anything? Whatever you're doing in in life, are you doing something that right. every every decade you're gonna have people say, "Yo, but remember they did that." Like I don't hardly like anything Kanye puts out now, mm-hmm. but I know he's a dope artist. Right, 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 right. And he's he's he, you know, but I don't I can't listen to Kanye no, now. Huh. But but artists evolve also. You like pre- and sometimes you and, and you're entitled to not like the evolution of that artist. Right, like Jay Z's album. I, I, we're, we're to where we have different opinions. I threw it. up in my mouth. <laughs> I was like, "Where is that fucking gutter shit?" I don't hear about you subliminally telling me how you cheated on Beyonce, <laughs> nigga. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but I don't know what Jay Z can talk about now that you know how much you know interest is fucking multiple investment bank accounts are making. I, I don't. Right. But you you can't you you don't, you're just not gonna like everything somebody does. Right. 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 And I I, me- I meant to add this um, with with the rappers the the but uh, you know I'm, I lost my train of thought I, but I liked Outkast's evolution okay okay um, from what they sorry Miss Jackson sounds vastly different from Southern Playlistic yeah you know what I mean yeah and 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 Hey Ya sounds yeah. way different yeah from, I like that evolution yeah from from uh, from uh, Players Ball right know? exactly um, uh, but that's you know everybody has has a different trajectory and they affect you in a different way yeah. and their music t- hits you and it's at art different you're times entitled not to like it right if and everything it, if everything was good then this would be a boring ass place we live in and it's not hate that's that's it's people people can uh, you know seem to confuse you not liking something as you hating something first of all to hate something you you know how much energy it takes. To really hate something, people man. just go. They hating because they want to. They, they want to. That's like a shield of them now. Even you know. Well, it's oh, I, I, hating. I'm gonna yeah, defend myself. Yeah, and I, I, I always of taking constructive criticism. Yeah, I always looked at people using the term hate as as a way to uh, to definitely to, to celebrate mediocrity. Exactly. You know what I mean? What point? Great way to like say when, it. when when people say uh, you hating is it's your way of saying I know I'm wor- I'm being lazy and I'm not gonna work hard so. I'm mad at you for pointing it out, right. and, and you should be happy that right. I'm average. Right, exactly. Mediocrity does exist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not something that's made up. Mediocrity yeah. is real, and if you want to, if you and if you don't believe it, 
then go buy a used car as a compared to a new car. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Nobody right. gonna are you gonna tell the guy you you're hating. I ain't hating this car. This car is awful. <laughs> right. No, it doesn't. Your car just cut off. We on the side of the highway. This car. Is well, I can fix it. It ain't about whether it can be fixed. Yeah. It still means it's a suck. It still is a sucky car. Get in. Get in a. Get in a. Uh, a Ford Focus and then get in a Mercedes. <laughs> Are you hating on Ford Focus? No, you're not hating on the fo- right. car Ford Focus. You. You just right. the Mercedes is better. It, it works. It, it works. It functions. It works, and it, and you know what? It'll last you a long time, just like any other new car. But it's just not as good as a luxury car. Right. And, and guess what? If if you if you have a Mercedes and you have a Ford Focus, and you uh, you don't maintain that Ford Focus, um, it's probably gonna give you a lot less than not maintaining right. that that uh, Mercedes is. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, that's that's people. You know. And that and that that's with with the uh, the music artists that that you know we talk about you know because whether it's a comedy special whether it's an uh, a comedy album whether it's a music album whether it's a music single I feel like for me I don't even like to use the term feel I want to be inspired right I, I, what, anything you do artistically I want if if I put out a comedy special. I want to I want to inspire a generation of comics that come after me and I want to inspire comics that I'm peers with to make them say yo Dean Dean did that I got to step my game up cuz that's how I feel when I watch uh uh Chappelle's special or Billy's special you know or, or or Brian Regan you know special you watch you watch somebody you should want to be inspired and motivated to to be better and that's how you get better I remember uh doing jokes that I worked hard on and then Patrice coming back and taking a giant shit on that joke. Right. And I didn't go, Patrice, you hating? I'm talking to the king here. So maybe I should listen to him and maybe I can make that joke better. Or maybe I can learn how to write better or be a better comedian. Exactly. Just by getting told that sucked. Exactly. Exactly, yo. On, on that note, man, yo, Harris, thanks for coming through, man. Uh, I was already here. Yeah, you were. <laughs> you know, but they don't, they don't know. Well, thank you for doing the podcast yeah, again, man. You, man. Y'all check out um, our, our pre We did, I think we, you guest hosted on one with me, and <laughs> and and you also, uh, we did did another episode previously, so y'all make sure to check those out. Hey, yo, um, your man Dean Edwards, you know, subscribe, comment, like. If you want to hear Harris back on there, you know, get at, at your man. Let me know, and we'll make sure we do that. You notice the black table? You see Oprah and Stedman and Denzel and Pauletta and, and Viola and Viola's husband. is This is kind of pretty just to see. Um, Golden Globes on right now. Anyway, yo, all of I'll probably talk to y'all about the Golden Globes next week. If I, Well, you know what? I won't be able to watch most because we, we got to go get ready for the show. All right, man. Um, Gotham Comedy Club this weekend. Y'all come, come check a brother out. Check Harris out. Check Artie out. Check me out. And uh, and we're gonna turn up in the city this weekend. MLK weekend. All loves your man Dean. That was for the Butter Monkey Protocol. 2018 is upon us. Yo, let's make it happen, baby. All love. We're doing stadiums, baby.